This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 ESPN. Good morning. Welcome to Welcome Home Radio. It's a fast night. This is Gerard Lozano, by the way, this morning uh, with you hosting the world's best real estate talk show. Not only local real estate, but all over the place. We give good information. Uh, what's today? June 13th. Beautiful morning, everybody. And um, this morning, I do have Don Scordino here. And I know what most people think when this happens, I'm the emergency guest. But actually, we plan these weekends. And um, it's always interesting to host the host because there's a different different take on things on a Saturday morning Correct, Don? Well, I do get to talk a little bit more well, like this. You do. You do. Gosh, and I hope everybody didn't just change channels. I'll give you the <laughs> I'll give you the mic and it's due time too. But um, you know, the association's been doing this program every Saturday AM nine AM how long? I don't want to be off a year. Twelve but and it a might half be twelve. Years. I was gonna say twelve. Good. Twelve years and um we use this for the opportunity to get the stats out, get the information out from our local realtors up and down the Central Valley and beyond. Um, always a fan when you do your shows uh, and invite those from out, way out of the area, because it's always neat to hear what's going on in different markets. But, um, you know, with all the recent things, and I don't think I've been here for maybe a couple months to do this program, but we're going back to work. And that's the theme of the weekend, I think. Um, and everybody is really excited. Uh, our staff's going to be back in the office Monday. We've all been working remote, and we're tired of working remotely, but it can be done. It was done, um, but it kind of feels like it, it's it's definitely time to get back to work, um, although we've been doing so for, oh, what, two and a half months? And I have to give a shout out to the staff that has kept on working remotely. There's been a couple of times where I was having issues with my multiple listing service and just made a phone call and I didn't know where they were at, but they helped me out. <laughs> you know, two minutes later, they said, pay your dues, Don. We're good. <laughs> we're good. I know it's, uh, you know, with technology, I think, and that's another interesting thing. We've been continuing our meetings with our, our board of directors and the, and the regular uh, association business, of course, kept going, but um, this technology thing and just hearing and you know watching bits and bits and pieces of the news, you everybody's adapted to what we had to do, but um, yet the the theme is boy, it's sure good sure good to see somebody. Um, oh yeah, that's it, the best thing. I remember our first board of directors meeting that we did remotely by with a Zoom call. I was so impressed at how smoothly it ran and everything was so balanced. But I think some people are getting used to Zoom now, a little too used to it. And that balance yeah. thing I mentioned, eh, it's not so much there anymore. I know. I, I like to I'll be look forward to our next meeting. That'll be in person and um, we'll get a lot of good engagement. Yeah. So we've been through a lot. Everybody's been through a lot, needless to say. And, and, um, Let's talk about the buyers and sellers. Um, they've adapted. Um, and I have stats sitting right in front of me for May, so we're gonna we're gonna update our our statistics on um, 
with our commercial to give you an update. Uh, purposely, we hadn't done one because obviously there's going to be a dip, and there was a dip in statistics, and um, you couldn't go out. You had to shelter in place, and the, the first month probably was real tough. Um, people were, you were people taking homes off the market. Um, and then I don't know if you want to get into that versus the days on the market. You know, there was things that we'd never dealt with before, Mm -hmm. but what if you don't mind talking a minute about how that affected the real estate market in the beginning? Well, keep in mind for the first few weeks of shelter in place. So about mid March through the first week or two of April, we were not considered an essential service. So the state of California said no in-person showings. Mm -hmm. All showings have to be virtual. Um, Well, I can comfortably say after three months of that, buyers don't like to buy a home virtually. They still want to see it. So maybe a car, maybe, no, I'm saying maybe. But I mean, a and home? I even doubt that. <laughs> but a home? Yeah, no, uh-uh. it, that doesn't work, right? Especially when the picture taking, the video thing, is not all consistent. I mean, I've showed homes where you got this beautiful place on with pictures, yeah. and you get in there and you think, "Wow, is this the same house that we saw in the mm-hmm. pictures?" Mm-hmm. Because it's not so nice. So. You know, they obviously had it fixed up and staged. Yeah. Uh, Of course, there's virtual staging now, so it can make it look even better. But, yeah, yeah, you still got to see it. But I will say this. After three months of our business being turned upside down on its ear and all the restrictions you got to go through to show a house, Mm -hmm. if I'm – absolutely amazed at how many homes are still selling and still selling at fair market value um, despite all the the hurdles that we have to go through yeah i mean even um i think the next biggest thing is uh um open houses and that's something unfortunately not up to us locally at our association to make that decision nor is it california association of realtors but that's the uh, hopefully it well it's in the governor's hands and i know our team's um at the door speaking with the governor and the staff about allowing open houses again but <clears throat> again some of the frustration now is our members want open houses to happen um and i think it's going to happen soon we don't know car doesn't know exactly when but um you know there was a time where i recall you know open houses some love them some don't like them it helps it doesn't help so you hear hear everything all across the board but if you're told you can't hold them open by appointment only all of a sudden everybody wants to do an open house it seems so they do serve a purpose but um we hope that's lifted soon um yeah I, i get a lot of calls probably three or four a week from members saying hey yeah is it okay to do an open house the answer is no. Yes, there are some people out there doing it. Um, but, you know, and there's people out there driving over the speed limit, too. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the next challenge, and I hope it's over soon. Yeah. And I will it, so. not do an open house till it's legal. Good. I will go beyond the speed limit, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I noticed you arrived a little late this morning. 
I was getting worried, but you made it. Yeah, I um, was late, and I still beat you, Gerard. <clears throat> um, and then now talk about, and you've probably brought this up um, in shows past over the weeks, but a lot of new things for the too much for the realtor our realtor members. And I've been on a lot of calls and and hearing the legal discussion and these forms you do, and obviously it's for liability reasons, but. <clears throat> You know, how long are we going to have to do those as well? Oh, gosh, they are um, so cumbersome. What what you're referring to is a, a form called the PEAD, yes. P-E-A-D. That's Property Entry Advisory Disclosure. That has to be signed by every entrant mm-hmm. buyer. Yeah. So the buyers, when they go into a home, uh, and keep in mind, if you go to look at two homes, you got to do it twice on the day, and they have to sign ahead of time. You have to, um, uh, you, it, it's a form that says you're entering at your own risk. Uh, you have not been sick. You haven't been exposed to COVID-19. You are, um, you know, don't touch things unless you have to. It, and it's had a positive effect in some ways. Many sellers will leave their home prepared. Mm. Uh, there was one where, uh, I went in, every light was on in the house, every interior door was open. I really didn't have to touch very much. Yeah. And yet there was another house, went to show it, and I mean, they made us send a pre-approval letter before the peop- the buyers even looked at the house. And then they had a <clears throat> call before showing a, a, a two-factor authentication code to get through the lockbox. Um, and we went in that house after going through all these hoops. Every interior door was closed. All the lights were off. Win- the sh- window shades were drawn. Oh. It was dark. I mean, I had just mm. to see where you were walking, you had to touch things. One extreme to the other. Yeah, yeah. They they might be speeders, those people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> today we're going to talk, <clears throat> get into to investing being a landlord is probably the easiest thing there is to do folks considering this well and what i would really like the point of this whole discussion to be is that we need a new name for landlords because that's a 500 year old name it goes back to medieval times Mm. um (laughs) and it it you know especially in our state government, they look at landlords as all being rich. Um, and I, I think 500 years ago, that was true. Hmm. The, the landlords lived up in a castle and they mm-hmm. rented out their parcels so that people could uh, farm and, and, to, and to the tenants. So, and even in our legal system, it's still called landlord-tenant law. Right, right. Those things, those names need to change. And I've got one, rather than landlords, it's a housing provider. And rather than a tenant, it's a renter. Because keep this in mind, renting is a choice. Yeah. Yeah, uh, because you can choose to buy. And there's so many great systems out there. And I know somebody out there saying, well, what if you don't have a job? Okay, um, but you got you more than likely have some income, and if it's 
Uh, maybe you're on retirement. Maybe you're on disability, uh, SSI. But if it's um, a steady income, that counts to, to buying a home. Yep. And then when you buy a home, you've got that 30-year fixed rate mortgage. You don't have to worry about your housing costs going up. I've heard this talk before, and it, it totally makes sense. Yeah. Even but, from coming from you. Yeah. But today... <laughs> No, Ouch. it's easy sense. That's the best form of rent control. I've heard you say that too, because mm-hmm. you know what you're going to do on your on your mortgage. Oh wow, you must See? be listening to Welcome Home Radio. I've heard once it. In a while. I've heard it once or twice in my span here. Uh, but today, I actually want to talk a lot about property management, which I have done myself. So, I have a handful of rentals that I've owned for decades, um, some not that long, but. Oh my gosh, the experiences that I can share yeah. today are, and, and there are as many, no, there are more good ones than there are bad ones, but I want to share both. Well, I know you've jotted some notes down and, and these are going to give me ideas of different things that, you know, a lot of people wonder about and, and um, we're going to make time for all that. Let's take our first commercial break. You're listening to Welcome Home on 940 ESPN. All righty. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. DJ Don, I don't know where you pulled that song from, but this is a hit what? the road. No, trailers King for King. sale or rent. It, yeah, 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 yeah. It makes my point that it's a choice. King of the road. That's in there, too. Couldn't, couldn't hear the man. They had a bad mix on the, on the final version. But, um, boy, we're here to talk, believe it or not. So keep up. Try to keep up this morning, Don. I will. With me. This hour is going to go fast. It's already 9.17. So buckle in. We're talking about the ups and downs of being a housing provider. Yeah. Thank you for using the word housing provider. I like that. I like Mm -hmm. that. So an investor, right? And there's got to be goods and goods with the bads. Oh, yeah. Um, First thing, and I know this is, I even, you know. It's one of the first things you think about. Maybe I'm going to be um, an investor and I'm thinking about doing this. Um, maybe you don't have retirement. So, you know, you have things, your job doesn't provide that. And you need to start thinking about that at some point. Hey, I know some people that have owned a home or two and they rent them out. You need a lot of money or experience to buy investment property. Is one of the first things that probably you look up Boy, how do you start? I'm going to say you don't need a lot of money, but you need the ability to save money. So if you're a person that lives on 100% of your uh, income, your expenses equal 100% of your income, then you're probably not the right person to be a housing provider. You've got to have the discipline to save money because you don't know when the water heater is going to go out. Mm. and then you got your own home, so now you got two water heaters that might go out, two air conditioners that might need servicing. So um, you got to be able to be prepared. And it's not like I remember a few years back, my air conditioner broke, and uh, hey, I sweated through it for a few days. 
Um, but you can't make a, uh, a renter do that. Uh, you got to get somebody yeah. out there right away. And, well, and sometimes it does take time to line them. Would, um, would you encourage folks to have a home warranty on their investment property? I'll say that. You can think about that. And then you, I know you say you take care of your own property, but when should you start to think about having a property manager for that one property? Um, okay. Weigh those options for us. Sure. Proper, let's answer property management first. That's a personal decision. Um, and some people are, are in it for the investment. They don't have the time or the emotion to be able to to have that side business going. I happen to be that way uh, where I can. It, and now it, it helps that I'm in the housing industry. So I already know plumbers and I already know, right right now I've got um, a tree crew uh, uh, cleaning out a yard as far as all mm, the trees mm-hmm. and getting branches off the, off the patio cover. So I know those kind of people in it. It didn't take very long to do that. But it, if maybe you're in a totally unrelated business, um, you don't know people, vendors, yeah. then, yeah, a property manager is a great way to go. Um, and, and that kind of goes into the home warranty also. Um, I do recommend the home warranty for many, many people because they don't know the plumbers. They don't know the <laughs> You know, right, and of course, trees are not covered by home warranties. But um, uh, I have a bit of an advantage there, but and I purposely manage myself so that I can share these experiences with my clients, and yeah. also today on Welcome Home Radio. Perfect. And you've probably have you made a mistake or four? <laughs> Did you say four hundred? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, about four hundred I mean, mistakes. But if you learn from all of them, you only you, make 200. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and here's a lesson to be learned. When you make mistakes, if you are if you work on the relationship with your renter, you'll turn that mistake into a mm-hmm. positive thing. Uh, one of the yeah. proudest things I have uh, as far as experiences in this business is where I've been able to turn bad relationships of disrespect into good ones where they respect me. Um, I've received, good. I remember one where I received a letter. Obviously it came from a paralegal because, um, well, this person would typically never write anything. They would always call and say, hey, the, the kitchen sink's leaking oh. or, or something. All of a sudden I get this letter that has a lot of legalese in it talking about mold and, and the illness of her children. Mm. And um, so it, there was a lack of respect there because why didn't that person call me and say, I think there's a problem, uh, what can we do? But there were demands in there. I followed the demands, got the mold test done, no mold in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, but it oh. can't, it, you know, they, uh, they saw a commercial. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, probably yeah. that's what happened. But, um, the p- problem was resolved and that person saw that I, 
I had the best of intentions. Yeah. Well, good. And there's probably good parts about being a housing provider. Get used to that word for for the the next 40 minutes or so. Okay. Um, I'd like to tell one story. I mean, when I get to heaven, I think one of the first people I'm going to look up is a guy named Mylan. He rented from me, and what an incredible human being that that guy was, and he taught me so much about life. Uh Um, Even to the point one time uh, when his wife passed away and I went to the funeral, at the funeral, out of his pocket, he pulls a little statuette of the Mother Mary, and he said, I want you to give this to your daughter because she shared the same uh, middle name as his wife. So, first of all, he had a lot of respect. I mean, he knew I would be there at the funeral. Yeah. Because uh, he had that ready for me. And the fact that he gave something that belonged to his wife for my daughter, oh my gosh, that Mm -hmm. meant a lot. You meet good good people. I got to tell you a good one. Anybody out there that <coughs> might have, um, I, well, okay, he, him and his wife were married 73 years. I remember saying, oh, my God, 73 years, how'd you do it? He said, pure stubbornness. I said, what? He said, I was too stubborn to quit. Oh. <laughs> he goes, you know, after a couple of da- days on the couch, you get tired of that. And then you go and you say, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, but the fact that he said you don't quit. I mean, what? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that might be in a marriage. It might be in a um, in a job. Yeah. Uh, but you don't quit. You can apply that to a lot of things and yeah, help it so come out better. And here's something too about when I rented to them. He said, "I want to tell you up front as as they were applying. I want to tell you up front we're being evicted right now." Mm. And I thought, okay, normally this is not a good person to rent to if they're being evicted right now. But I talked to his, and he told me the story. It seemed legit um, as to why. And uh, uh, I called the current landlord to get the story on it. He goes, yeah, I'm evicting them, but I want you to know, you'll be happy you met these people. Hmm. He said there's, especially the especially the dad he mm-hmm. is just there's something special about it. so i took the chance i rented to him a few years later he's and that this was a house in madera a few years later they said you know we need to move closer to saint agnes hospital because of uh, mm-hmm. medical reasons <clears throat> i said well tell you what because i didn't want to lose him as mm. as that relationship of a respectful uh, business agreement right I said I'd kind of like to sell this house in Madeira anyway how about if you work with me we get it sold and in the meantime I'll do an exchange and buy a house closer to St. Agnes which I did found a place two blocks from St. Agnes Hospital uh, and he was a painter he hmm. helped he helped me prepare the one in Madeira for sale he worked with people looking at the house um, when we did the exchange, he moved in and he painted that one. And it, wow! So 
it's about relationships mm-hmm. and respect. The respect it has to come. I mean, he totally respected me as a housing provider, and I totally respected them as renters and as darn good human beings. Yeah, that's neat. I think Is so. It, it's always that easy. No, <laughs> not always. <laughs> you know, you. I mean, you make friendships, obviously, and that's that's the good thing, and it's it's helping you pay the bills, really. You know, and mm-hmm. um, remember, I don't think that um, you know getting into real estate comes with a four hundred one k. No, right, and and that's why I um, did this. Mm-hmm. Is it is my retirement setup. Yeah, I don't have a four hundred one k. The I'm self employed, so mm-hmm. you have to provide for yourself. Yeah, I mean, I say that because it's um, you know, the folks in real estate, you guys work very hard, and you know, there's a lot of homes that you guys buy, sell, and all the members work hard to to earn a living, but there's no check every couple of weeks. So that takes a special kind of person to, to do, to be, to be in real estate first off. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you have to think about those additional things that, you know, one more traditional job may have all those items of 401k and, and benefits and things, but you know, realtors are special people and they, um, relationships is their business. And, um, you know, you think about the traditional buyer seller thing and, but when you get into investing, that's that's there to help you too. Yeah, and, and you do have to have a, a special talent to be a property manager um, because that same house in Madera, a couple of people prior to that, um, I tell you what, I walked in after the uh, people moved out. They'd only been there five months. I painted it myself prior to them mm-hmm. moving in. I put new carpet in. And when I got in that house, I swear I wanted to cry. Ooh. It was destroyed Mm-mm. and had to start from scratch five months later. So, I mean, you look at the cost of the painting and yeah. the carpet and figure it only lasted five months. It, it, uh. So yeah. there's the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Um, what's the, you know... <laughs> You you got good, and then that's obviously a poor a poor one. That was but, the ugly uh, one, yeah, the ugly <laughs> one. But um, just talk about some lessons that come from investing, and in, and hopefully we haven't scared anybody because there's going to be good and bad with anything. Um, you know, you try to make good decisions, and then learn from the ones that didn't come out so well. Um, but a few that you've learned that you don't mind sharing, okay, to help others, yeah. Um, hmm. Okay. Here's a lesson that I learned and and I was real, real proud of the street smarts that I I've acquired somewhere along the line, (laughs) but I was in an eviction process. Somebody quit paying their rent. Uh, I was getting tons of complaints from Mm. the neighbors about loud noise and music. And it was time for these people to go. I served them a three-day notice, which, by the way, that's a choice. They have a choice. You're behind in the rent, either pay it up or move out. Yeah. So, And they chose not to pay it, and therefore they had to move out. I had to go through the legal system. The sheriff shows up. I'm there with a locksmith, and uh, 
and the sheriff is going to allow us to change the locks and take possession of the property. Well, the people are still moving out, and they had a big truck right there on the uh, on the lawn, and they're loading up. I'll just call it stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a lot of stuff. You go in the house, and there was a ton of stuff still in there. Um, the sheriff said, "Hey, you you've got twenty more minutes." You got to get out of here. And the guy said, well, I got a problem. My truck's out of gas. <laughs> he had run out of gas <laughs> as he pulled into the, onto the lawn, and he couldn't remove the rest of the stuff. So I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, what am I going to do? I got to, you know, yeah. these people got to move there. I mean, he, he was being respectful to me. He, he just... There was no gas in there, and he said he had no money. So here was what I learned from uh, some of the street smarts. I said, tell you what, how about all the rest of that stuff in the house, those rooms full of stuff? Notice I'm not saying junk. Um, I'll buy it from you for 20 bucks, and then you'll have 20 bucks for gas. He said, You'll give me 20 bucks and I don't have to remove the rest of this stuff? I said, that's right. We actually, I filled out a bill of sale. I bought the stuff from him for $20. He got, it solved the problem. He was walked over to the uh, corner store, bought gas, filled it up, was able to take off, leave the property. And now I owned all that stuff. And you might say, well, why would I want to buy all that stuff? Um, here's why and I'd been burned on this one before, as a landlord, you have to store that stuff for 18 days, post a notice on the door saying, you have the uh, the previous tenant has 18 days to come back and Mm. reclaim the stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, so I either have to move it to a storage unit, and there was no way for me to clean the house without that. So I bought it gave him the $20. I now owned it and I was able to haul it off to the junkyard. Did you get anything good? Heck no. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. Um, well, I've got more questions. You probably got more stories too. A few more. Okay. We're going to do well then. We've got to take good another commercial break. We'd like, we've got to take the good with the bad. You're listening to Welcome Home Radio on 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard Lozano this morning with Don Scordino. We're talking about providing housing. Be called a landlord, right? Um, I don't like I know the name you don't landlord. like the name, but for those people that just tuned in, housing provider, what's that mean? So we're talking about investment properties. And right now, as I wear my baseball cap, who are the Dodgers playing today? Nobody, uh, and that hurts. <laughs> who would they be playing today? I checked this morning for giggles. Uh, Giants are in uh, Miami, Marlins. I think so, they start at 105. So that means that Dodgers would be playing the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> well, maybe. I don't know. Playing the Dodgers in two weeks. I think wow. we already won. you got a little bit of time on your hands, don't you? <laughs> well, this morning. It's Saturday. If you're looking all this stuff up... Uh, well, I miss it's baseball. Fantasy baseball. 
No, I don't. I don't do those things. I don't get them. Bobby, do the fantasy football and all that. I. I don't. I. Don't. That ship sailed. I never got into it. Now it's too late. Everybody does it though. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, the Giants are having a good season. I know they haven't lost yet. Got, uh-uh. Brand new coach. Look at him go. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've forgotten his name already. But okay, let's get back to this discussion on on Welcome Home Radio. Gabe Kaplan, so, by the way. That's it, Gabe. Um, how do you pick the clients? Oh, for for potential renters. Okay, I am not going to advise this to anybody, <laughs> but this is how I do it. Okay, maybe I shouldn't even ask that. That's the first thing that popped into no, my head. It, it got me um, excited because I have a great story oh, for it. Okay, so good. I'm in. This co- much. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in college. I'm learning all the right ways to do things and how you analyze a credit report, how you analyze income and do ratios and you do the math. Um, And then I I owned a house in partnership with my uncle and this would have been my first rental. Um, And and by the way, the way I got to that partnership is because I chickened out halfway through the escrow. My uncle said, don't do it. Go ahead and buy it. He goes, if you're afraid, I'll go in partners with you. So I took him on as a partner. Actually, I'm glad I did because I learned a lot from him. So anyway, he tells me one day, he goes, hey, I got the house on Los Altos rented out. I said, great. Let me see the credit application and, and the credit report. He goes, no, 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 no. I don't do that. He goes, this, these are, it's a nice family. These are good people. Oh. And it's like, all right, well, what documentation do you have? He showed me a just a yellow legal pad that he wrote notes on with the people's name, social security number, their income, and they had signed it down at the bottom saying, I agree to pay X amount yeah. of money per month. He, he said, that's how he does it. He, he says, I go by the gut. I go, you can't go by the gut. You, you have to do ratios and their, their income shouldn't, uh, or their rent shouldn't exceed 33% of their income. And, you know, mm-hmm. He goes, that's just mathematics. He goes, you just gotta look for good people. So because these people ended up renting and staying in that home for over 25 years, I'm going to say he knew a thing or two and great people. I, I, the only bad thing I can say about these tenants is he was a Giants fan and he, he knew I was a Dodger fan. why they're good people. (laughs) But that guy, he used to deliver the San Francisco Chronicle there. He'd come in to pay his rent and he'd leave me the sports page from the Chronicle saying, look at that, the Giants Uh won again. (laughs) But, hey, good relationship. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the the application, um, I'm sure you do this now, yeah? A rental application. Yeah, I I use an application now, but I still go by the gut. By the gut, because, you know, it's just like interviewing for a job. You know, you... We'll tell you anything you want to hear to get mm-hmm. that job or anything you want to hear to get in that home. So you do have to see and feel the person out and how, how you guys interact. Yeah. yeah. I like to meet everybody that is a potential uh, renter. Right. And I remember one guy, he walked up, flung his cigarette out on the on the lawn, uh, walked in, didn't knock. Uh, I was in the, there in the living room cleaning things up. And he never... He got inside the living room and he goes, wow, 
looks good. He goes, I'll take it. <laughs> and he says, I got cash. You take cash. And, and now all these red flags started going up. Mm -hmm. You know, he didn't even see the rest of the house yet. Um, he was willing to take it. He had cash. He had the deposit first and last. All right. Come to find out the guy was being evicted and he had a couple of more days before the sheriff showed up. So, oh. yeah, he's, he's going to take whatever he can get. I didn't rent to him. I looked for somebody who actually she came in and I liked what she said. She goes, um, what else are you going to be doing to the home? Are you going to have it cleaned? Are you? I'm, so she, yeah. it showed me she had standards. And, and I, it, the other people had just moved out. So, yeah, that, a lot of that work had not been done yet. Right. Okay. So you, you do this yourself. I, I heard you say you were cleaning. Okay, good. Why wouldn't you get a property manager to handle all this stuff and— and I won't say it to be the property manager's problem because ultimately it's still your problem to deal with a property manager, to deal with a tenant. Yeah. So I don't do all that um, stuff myself anymore. Mm, but when I first started, okay. yeah, it wasn't easy. Uh, many times my mortgage payment was greater than the rental income. So mm. it, it was costly. There was a lot of times I had to do that stuff myself. But by now I'd say I've earned my stripes. Um, now I call in a crew to do things yeah. and, uh, I, am the foreman. Gotcha. You, you have earned them. So the people bear, if they want to try to get into well, I'm not going to say try, they're thinking about getting into investing and they want to get a home. I'm sure this minor discussion for the past 44 minutes may, oh man, this might be too much. I think times have changed. People have changed and, and might it be a little bit harder than it was when you started? What's the difference from when mm -hmm. I started is government regulation. Um, but it's in it. The hard task right now is to take the focus off of government relations and put it where it belongs. And that is the relationship between the housing provider and the renter. But a lot, um, you make sure this document's here and that one. So, you know, you can do an awful lot of reading mm -hmm. to make sure you cover yourself. Yeah. Even, uh, even in January, there's a new yeah. clause that has to be in all rental contracts per the state of California that goes on with all this legal gibberish. And basically what it says is that a single family residence is exempt from the rent cap. Ah, okay. Whew. Yeah. It's, um, but you have to pay attention to that stuff. You got to do it. Otherwise they can go find a paralegal to say, well, the reason I didn't pay my rent is because, mm -hmm. uh, you didn't provide me with that clause. <laughs> Ouch. All right. We still got more to learn in short break this time. We'll be right back. You're listening to welcome home radio on 940 ESPN. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. Gerard here with Don Scordino this morning. Don, you're doing pretty good, bud. Thank you. Very good. Got a bit should, of experience. You should try to do this again next week and see if they'll let you back in. Um, I like the song. This song was much better than the prior one. Just ob observation. The prior one uh, being trailers for yeah, sale or rent. Yeah. 
Yeah, a little peppier this one was. Yeah. A little more with the times. So you've been doing a very good job of explaining, um, I'll say landlord, and then we can say which today's term is housing provider for the show purposes. Um, you've talked about how you got in. You made a couple mistakes along the years. Meet great people. Um, help people out best you can. It's about relationships. There has to be a, a negative side to something over your career as a, a housing provider. Sure. That we got to be honest and, and share with. It's not all roses. Here, here's all the one. Time. And all I can say is sometimes stuff happens. Um, you can go by your gut feeling, you can do credit reports and all that. And sometimes people's lives just change. So here was a situation I got into. And, and I think back and it's like, what could I have done different? Mm. And, and I'm going to say nothing. Nothing. It's sometimes things just happen. So a couple comes, they want to rent a house. They're well qualified. Um, the guy was a heavy equipment operator and made really good money. But, and he was the substantial portion. She had a job too, but uh-huh. I think it was like he, he made 80% of the money. Well, after they were in there a couple of months and they paid their rent and everything seemed fine, uh, I get a call from the police department that there was a domestic dispute there the night before and that I should know about it. I looked into it and come to find out the guy now has a restraining order. He can't even go to the house that he has to pay for every month. Oh. So, um, turned out he quit his job, moved to San Jose, leaves me with his, uh, significant other mm-hmm. was still in the home. Uh, come to find out the dispute was about the other, the significant other, significant other that was there. <laughs> Hopefully everybody can. It's read. early, but you lo- yeah, I got it. I got it. Right. Okay, I'll go back and listen to the podcast, which we invite everybody to do through your favorite podcast right. provider. Well, let me make it simple for you. Her <laughs> boyfriend was there, and and the other guy didn't like that, so they yeah, got in people this wouldn't. dispute. Yeah. All right. Well, the new boyfriend now moves in with her. Well, I don't know his name. Uh, they won't return calls. Nothing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, now I've got him in there. They don't pay the rent. I go knock on the door. They won't answer. Come to find out, though, through a neighbor, that the woman left the new boyfriend and now moved to San Jose with her original boyfriend. So, and then the, the new boyfriend is still in possession of the house, and he moves a couple of other people in there. So I now have three people Perfect. in there that I don't know their name. <laughs> Um, and the Not people funny. that are on the hook have moved out. So, you know, I, th- thankfully at that time, it was pre shelter in place. You could do an eviction, which I did uh, unlawful detainer. I got it when I re- was able to take possession of the home again. Um, a couple of months later, I had now lost three months worth of rent. I had, uh, it, and they made, they just took advantage of the house. They took every light fixture, ceiling Ooh. fan, the garage door opener, all kinds of stuff. I guess they th- must have thought that was my gift to them. Oh. Um, and when I went in the house, took possession of it, they must have 
smoked heavy in that house because mm. after only a few months I had to repaint again and of course this time use a primer to help get rid of the the smoke smell it, it so what would you, what do you do um it, it's just life happens mm-hmm. and bad comes with good I'm just happy that there's been a whole lot more good than bad good and I saved money up during the years to where when the bad came, I was able to survive yeah. it. Good deal. So our overview of this, thinking about being a housing provider, I'm my, sure there's a... My message is really to the state legislatures, mm. legislators, and that is that landlords are not bad people. There's good yeah. people in there, and please don't legislate against good uh, good people and uh, take away their property rights um, because that's and that's the way for everybody to grow and society to grow is when we can all learn to have a good relationship with one another and base things on that I told my cousin one time who was uh, renting out a house in, in Southern California and she was using Google as her as her mentor um, prior to calling me. But everything she was doing was mathematically inclined. I finally said, hey, turn this into a relationship with your tenant rather than a mathematical yeah. formula. She called back a couple of months later saying, thank you. That mm-hmm. it was the best advice. Good. Coming from a people person about relationships, buyers, sellers, renters, People, people to people. People in general, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I like that. Look at the time. I can't. It's the, behind the, uh, me. I know, you can't. But I'm sure you're guessing what about what time it is. So, your best piece of real estate advice. Three. I would Two. say get, um, <laughs> it's a choice to be yeah. a renter uh, if uh, or a homeowner. Stay a, stay a renter if you're mobile. Um, a great example, my son. He, you know, he isn't established in putting roots down. I mean, that guy's lived in Hawaii, Florida, Oregon, um, and he loves it because he, he, he moves mm. for the jobs. Yeah. And he's had some great jobs. So for him to buy, it would tie him down. Um, but so homeownership isn't for everybody, but... Um, in, in his case and many other people's case, um, it's a choice yeah. to rent. I, I have a tenant right now. He's a, a physician, makes great money, could probably afford to buy that home he's renting hmm. four times over. But oh, yeah. it's his choice and um, one that I'm happy to give him. Yeah, I like it. You did good. Well, thanks. Today, uh, today, today. Today. Uh, yeah, uh, the we'll other go, 12 go and a half years, week. not so much. <laughs> it, well, you're still back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that. Yeah. So Gerard, who is, by the way, my biggest critic. Yep, I have to keep you, keep you on your toes. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for being here. Next week, we'll all be back here at the same time. 9 to 10, you're listening to Welcome Home Radio. You guys have a great weekend, and welcome back. Central Valley. Have a good week. Thank you.